2: Welcome to Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today for the post-match reaction I am joined by Colin Watt and Kevin Graham to discuss Celtic's 3-0 victory against Hamilton away from home Uh, Kevin, we spoke at half-time uh, you weren't too optimistic, but you did say that uh, if we get that uh, um, important early goal in the second half, then we could be looking at the 3 or the 4 nothing. Uh, so were you a lot happier with the second half performance, Kevin, or was it just the fact that we scored the goals that we failed to do in the first half?
3: I think that's all it is. I don't, I, I didn't see much difference in the performance in the first half and the second half. Truthfully, apart from the second half, it g- gave us the goals and... I, I was wasn't panicking at half time. Uh, no, like some fo- some folk were panicking at half time, but I wasn't. I wasn't a panicking at half time. Um, I'm actually quite disappointed. It was only three. I don't think three was a reflection of how we dominated that game or how many chances that we actually had. But it's also not a panacea for the whole season that the fact that we beat a poor Hamilton side 3-0, uh, we still rely on individual brilliance far too much rather than good coaching. And uh, look, it's a one. I'm happy with a one. Phil Mitchell hit and be lower the head, so somebody's just telling me, so I don't need to watch EastEnders night for somebody to tell me that. And Eddie, Eddie, and, Lee, Eddie and Lee Griffiths is looking good. Um... So, look, we, we we need to take we need to take the positives. We're going to get harder tests than Hamilton, but the two early goals in the setting half settled us down, and the third goal was a great move as well. And there was a couple of good performances. I like I, I like Sorrell. Sorrell always seems to play. He can read the game well, and he always seems to play the, the the forward ball. It's another clean sheet. All we had t- today was. At the start of the game, I wasn't the two, At the start of the game, I didn't think we would win three nothing, four nothing, five nothing, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the weather and that. Uh, so I've got to be over the moon with the three goals, but still things to work on. But uh, hey, it makes for a happier
4: reason.
2: It certainly does, Colin. What is the positives that you took from uh, that overall performance, and in particular the second half?
4: I think the positive we've got to take is there won't be many EastEnders fans on that have been annoyed at Kevin's spoiler alert there. Um, but no, the, the first 15 minutes of that second half, it's what I was asking for at halftime, is to come out and start using the possession that we had and the chances that we had to get the ball in the back of the net. Now, Eddie done really, really well in the run-up to the penalty, actually lifting the ball up and over the goalkeeper, brought down and a fantastic goal from the, the penalty spot, um, Lee Griffiths and Edwards' link-up play in the second half was brilliant. There's still some decision-making that needs to be improved. Edward had the ball um, running towards goal, and Lee Griffiths is peeling off to the left. And I think it was Turnbull or Christie that was also there, too, too there and decided to go to the right. It wasn't Turnbull; it must have been Christie because Turnbull hit the shot. And I don't know how the referees managed not to see the goalkeeper actually saving that when it went wide it wasn't as if Turnbull hit it well, the keeper saved it um, the keeper had a sorry the referee had a, a poor poor game today as well um, and that can be saved because even if because we have won the game mm. but just in general it was dreadful uh, but yeah it was good to see the third goal the amount of players that's actually in the box looking to get the ball so that when the keeper saves it there's someone there to bounce on and take the second ball we haven't seen enough of that this season and Turnbull just seems to get into those good positions <laughs>
2: We're now looking at a side, Kevin, without the influential talismanic Scott Brown. And we are seeing the aforementioned uh, David Turnbull thriving in his role as well as Soro and I thought Soro just absolutely bossed that and um, it looks like a a real find which is bizarre when you think that we've had him for almost a year now you know, Klamala played so many more games before Soro started making appearances looking at the other results coming in um, as well, not any great surprises I don't think Uh, Kilmarnock, another defeat for them and when you're looking at an early kick-off over at Ibrox, and we know what we've got to do. The key for me now, Kevin, is lose no further ground. If you can't, obviously, if Rangers aren't dropping any points, you need to try and claw back some of the goals. How important do you feel? to the things we've discussed: the Griffiths and uh, Edward. How important is that going to be going forward? That Neil Lennon continues with the two up front because it was it was clear for all to see. You look at some of the moves that Edward was involved in in that first half, where he's he's walks past four and five players, didn't result. And goals they will at some point result in goals but he does have a wee bit more freedom he's he's able to open it up because griffiths is um stretching the back line as he always does griffiths is still a wee bit short on uh, match fitness but that's coming he asked for it the other week the only way i can get match fit give me games he's getting games he's scoring goals how important will that duo be kevin in the running for what at this moment in time is still a title challenge from celtic
3: it's what we're putting our hopes on. Eh? We really are putting our hopes on. We're putting our hopes on Lee Griffiths and eh, eh, Ods on getting a, a a partnership back up. We're putting our hopes on eh, the transfer the transfer window as well to try and to, to try and get us back. And look look at look at uh, Griffiths' goal today. What a wee flick, baby! Uh, that, that was some reading. That, 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 that's what we need. When you notice when both of them went off, Ayeti like, and Kamala didn't actually do nothing whatsoever. There doesn't seem to be any uh, telepathy between b- both of them at all. But look, we need strikers that we can trust because for the last eight weeks, we haven't had any centre for it, uh, forwards that we can actually trust. And we need to be able to trust uh, Eddie and Griffiths uh, because we do get the ball into that final third very often we do even at home that we do is just what we do there do with the ball there has been lacking eh, quite badly recently so we've got to hope that they improve we've got to hope that Eddie gets his eh, his his karma back and his mojo back you've got to hope that Griffiths gets match fit because the only way that we're going to put pressure on Rangers is to win the games in hand I mean, being at 16 points behind, there's no pressure on Rangers at 16 points behind. If they start dropping points, if it gets to seven points behind, then then that's when the pressure starts to tell. But at the moment, we've just got to start chipping away, chipping Mm. away. I still think there's massive, massive problems for us. Um, And that's why I'm I'm looking forward to the the Dundee United game. I mean, a few goals in the Dundee United game and also another clean sheet. And you go, well, that's a wee bit. That's a wee bit of a, a step in the right direction. But again, we're still relying too much on individuals.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, see, when you're looking um, ahead to the game at Ibrox Colin, which it will be all eyes on Celtic then, and we say at the beginning of the game, and I don't think it was an overreaction, Celtic cannot afford to lose a single point no. at this st- stage of the game. So, yeah, as Kevin quite rightly says, we've got Dundee United coming up. We're hoping for a comprehensive enough victory, Kevin, um, because what we've seen, uh, I think, in the second half there is... Going back to one of the points coming in from James Pearson, this is a first time all season where we have looked like a team in the hunt for the 10. Our defence was good, our shape was flexible to allow us to move the ball at will. Skill, heart and hunger. Are we seeing the uh, something that started perhaps with the the game against Leo coming to fruition We are side that, you know... Scott Brown's not part of that you know he's been dropped we've got the Griffin Ade partnership up front I'm still not happy with the defense because I still think it's all a bit kind of stuck together um at the moment because that isn't a partnership for me at the center uh, central defensive area and Beaton and Ayer. for me it's Ayer plus either Julien or Duffy whoever's fit that's your partnership um and then you know, you're looking at the right and the left. I thought Frimpong played pretty well today. Um, it wasn't the best uh, at his at his very best. I thought he played okay. Greg Taylor again comes in for a lot of criticism, thought he played alright as well, um, and then you've also got to to look at the, the goalkeeper situation, yet another clean sheet so following the, the penalty shootout, which would have filled on my he's had a couple of clean sheets, so we're starting to build, and I'm not going to call it momentum but we're building enough shape whereby you're going into Ibrox feeling a wee bit better than perhaps we would have been a few weeks ago, Colin
4: Definitely, I mean, it's all about the momentum, you look at the They're talking about Rangers and the performances they're putting in. It's not been the best over the last few weeks, but the momentum they've got from winning all the games is carrying them through and as they say, they're saying they're showing the the quality, the championship quality they believe they have. That's still to be shown and for me, the big question when you come up to play them on the second would be who starts that game and the team that starts that game has to start the game against Dundee United on the 30th. We have to get the formation put together so that we can build this momentum, we can show the championship quality that we've got. And if that means that Scott Brown's going to be playing against uh, Rangers on the second, then he has to find a way to play him against Undy United. And for me, he has to play alongside Ismail Asoro, not instead of him.
2: See, when you are. Call, uh, Kevin, see when you're looking ahead to this Rangers game and you look at some of the form and again we don't focus on Rangers on this podcast we are now talking about a game that we are playing against them so we're going to have to discuss how they have been performing and you look at some of the performances obviously you've got the St Mirren defeat um, but around about that some of the league performances as well Dundee United 2-1 away, Motherwell 3-1 at home having gone behind and then today one nothing against Hibs As Celtic supporters, when we were grinding out results just like that, we were unhappy with the performances and we could see over the horizon something was going to give, and it did. And we started obviously losing games, many of which were in the Europa League, granted. Now, you're talking, Kevin, about putting pressure on Rangers. Celtic, I'm not saying they're in their best form. They're certainly in better form than they were when we were in the 12-game run with two wins. Of course we are. But that game that kind of tips it, the tipping point, Uh, Celtic have got to look upon the Ibrox encounter As being that tipping point And putting that pressure on Rangers Kevin Because yeah, we've got the three games in hand They're not going to be easy Once they are in the bag And I hope they are uh, With nine points There's a wee bit more pressure But that game at Ibrox If we go there That's your statement That's actually the biggest statement We could possibly make That we're still in the hunt for ten in a row It
3: is But I don't think we've got it in us I really don't, I don't I don't think we've got it in us and that's not me just being negative what I'm actually seeing with this team now is small foundation building blocks to say that we can go on a run that we can go on a run uh, against the teams that we've been failing to beat over, uh, when we went through that horrendous uh, two wins in, in 12 games um, I mean, the, the building blocks are scoring goals creating chances, getting clean sheets and right, the, the the derby on the derby on the second of January is a completely utterly setting, a completely utterly different game. But we'll have, we'll have to be realistic about this. and the, the last five times, last five times out of six that we've played Rangers, have completely bossed us off the park. Completely bossed us off the park, and the run that we're coming out of, I can't see that being any different. We're going to need to go in there and, and hope everything goes well for us on, our, on, on the day to, to get away with a result. And that's not just me being negative. I mean, even 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 when we when we won the League Cup. It was down to Fraser Foster. And we we'll only mm. have to go back to the, the game in September there. I mean, we never had a shot on target, never looked like one in that game. We have got a mentality problem playing playing against uh, Stephen Gerrard Rangers. And our coaching staff have got an he, I've probably now got an inferiority complex coming up against the Stephen Gerrard Rangers side because they can't get the better with them. We what we what we're hoping for next week is going to Ibrox and fo, and throwing a hail mary pass and hopefully we get away with it. And right now, right now, I would take a point just now and just carry on building the small small the small foundations that we're building and getting a run and beating the fodder that we've got to beat in the SPFL and we'll deal with other two we'll deal with other two Rangers games uh, as as they turn up.
2: I'll come at yourself Colin because you made an interesting point saying that whatever team you line up with against London United will be your your side that you face Rangers with and I get that because obviously you're trying to get that familiarity um, and the consistency that Neil Lennon's been talking about it's not always possible now I'm going to go through some of what I felt were issues during that lengthy period of poor performances poor results and we'll have a wee chat between the three of us in relation to whether or not we are we are much happier going in or we are even confident going into the, the Rangers game that these issues have been sorted out and I'm not talking about the, the much higher reaching issues that uh, there's been protests at the park about I'm just talking about the football and the actual, the actual side the shape of the side personnel one of the issues and again it was raised actually in the 2 nothing defeat that Kevin mentioned there against Rangers was a goalkeeper Situation. We all know the, you know the the backstory. Fraser Foster was going to sign, didn't sign. Second choice, Barcast five million hasn't worked out. Bain's no better. Young guy comes in, and he's the first choice. So when we go into the game against Rangers, are you happy? Are you confident that we've sorted out the goalkeeper situation?
4: No, <laughs> no, not really. Um, Hazard was very. Uh, it, it was good in what he did today, but it was really tested. He's doing what you expect a competent keeper to do. Um, And it's just, it's come to the point that we've not really seen that from goalkeepers this season. So when you're seeing um, him keeping a couple of clean sheets in a row, you're seeing him coming out and winning a ball in the air, collecting a cross. It's what you should be expecting as the very minimum from a goalkeeper. What you want to see is you want to see the things that Fraser Foster was famous for last season, like that save at home against Lazio in the last minute when he puts the ball wide, when probably 90% of goalkeepers like that went to the back of the net you're looking for him to command his area, you're looking for him to win you games and to win you points. Mm. Hazard's not done that yet because he's not been tested. And if he does go into the game at Ibrooks as a goalkeeper, it'll be his biggest test so far. Um, what he needs in front of him, though, is a settled defence. Now, if you are get into that game at Ibrooks, you can't go in with a defence that went in today because it just won't work. Eton and Iyer's not a partnership. If Julian's going to come back in, then at least... They've got the experience of haven't played in that game before and they can help Hazard through the game um, It looks as though Lennon is going to go with him, though he doesn't unless he drops him for the St. Jo- uh, not this St. Johnson game, the Dundee United game then he's going to go with him and he's putting mm. his faith in him um, and a goalkeeper will only build his confidence from keeping the ball out the back of the net and he's done that so far but I just, I just wish it wasn't that we had to rely on him for a game like that <sighs>
2: Kevin, what's your thoughts? Obviously, there's been a lot said around the goalkeeper situation. I don't think anyone would have thought, well, you know, by December or going into the game against Rangers in January, that our third choice goalie, who was our fourth choice goalie last season and he was loaned out to to Dundee, etc.
1: It's the marketer's report. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
2: Uh, it was going to be number one. Are you confident that we've sorted out an issue that was part of the problem uh, that uh, resulted in a, a run of 12 games and two wins?
3: All the issues that we've had over that run are still there. They're not, they're just having well, going away.
2: We're, we're going to go through those those issues just now. Starting with the goalkeeper, are you happy that we're going into that game having resolved that issue?
3: Um, no, no, I don't think I don't think we've resolved this, uh, that issue. I think it's been a really strange season where we don't know the quality of Barkas or Hazard because they haven't really had anything to do, really. I mean, we all know what big Fraser can do because he's been here about fifteen, fifteen times, and we, we, we've seen him. But I, I don't think I still couldn't tell you if Barkas hazard or Hazard are good goalkeepers or not. They look competent. That uh, you, can, you can see why they're professional football players, but I couldn't tell you if they're exceptional. <laughs>
2: When we're looking in front of them because I think this has been part of the issue for any of the goalies that have started for Celtic this season uh, going back to your point Colin the central defensive partnership for me your first choice is I and Julien every day of the week Um, if Julien is injured as he has been for large parts of this season my second choice would be Duffy based on the fact that he's come in and given a few competent performances recently Mm -hmm. and I think that that will uh, do wonders for his confidence as will uh, having won his first trophy for Celtic so the the central defensive partnership, I totally agree with you. If we go in there with someone like Beaton or, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to the kid, Welsh at centre-half, I'm going to have concerns going into the Rangers game. If we have Ayer plus either of Julian or Duffy, I'll be much happier. Is that an issue that we've resolved? Well, no,
4: because where were they today? It was Ayer and uh, Britain as they said on commentary, for the whole 90 minutes. That before. really bugged you, didn't it? Oh, it so annoying. Um, Mark Benstead really needs to... He, he had a guy sitting next to him who's commentated on so many Celtic games before and he just let him off with saying bitten for the whole game. Um, it was so annoying. Uh, but Ke- Kevin's laughing because he's thinking El Janussi, you know, but anyway. El <laughs> um, No, I mean... He can't change the formation now. He's got a a shape that seems to be working, so it will be four at the back. And as you said, the best partnership of the three centre defenders that we do have is Mm. Ayer and Julian. Um, Ideally, you'd love Ayer to be on the right back position as well because he's looked good there. You just don't know if you can trust Julian and Duffy alongside each other. They had a couple of hiccups in the cup final. You just don't want to put that sort of responsibility on the two of them when you go to Ibrox. So you're looking at probably having a back four of Thrimpong, Ayer, Julian and Taylor for that game I would say
2: yeah Kevin, see when we look at the, the side one of the biggest issues and we've criticised Celtic for it for large parts of this season um, and it's been mentioned actually today again in the first half particularly everything we did was very central we lacked width, and that width really stretches our defence and um, and then we're able to ask them questions and a lot of the games like Hibs at Easter Road Kilmarnock at Celtic Park we weren't asking these teams enough questions uh, particularly in the first half of games the width issue I think I know your answer but um, with regards to to the fact that Mikey Johnston come back in again today, get a few more minutes in the legs. We do have Frimpong on the right. Whether or not you think he can stretch a defence is another question. Um Do you think we have uh, the ability within the next game to sort out the issue we have with uh, stretching teams? Because I think when we look at the Rangers side, they're very strong left and right in terms of their defence, aren't they?
3: They are the the um, the defense has carried well. Clean sheets. Well, you won games. You don't lose games if you if you keep on getting clean sheets. They um, they get their word for the fullbacks. Um, their their weakness is also their strongest asset uh, because the the fullbacks do basically don't play as fullbacks, and there is room in behind uh, those fullbacks. So we have we have to try and get word there, and. Frank Pong, could that Frank Pong annoyed me today? Uh, sometimes, uh, just coming inside, uh, he would he would he would get to a point and he would try to go across the pitch, and I'm going. Play, play the ball inside and run back out to the touchline. Try and yep. stretch the stretch the guy out over, and he just doesn't seem to do it. And I don't know if that's what they've been instructed to do to try and go trying to go inside. Well, we, we've spoken plenty of times, Paul. pong for me is a right hand sided attacker, and I would rather see Pong if Duffy is fit and Julian is back, I would rather see Fring Pong, if we're going to use him whatsoever over the next couple of months, I would rather see him in the Ryan Christie role, where Christie played the day on the, right has, on the right-hand side, We I are behind him, uh, and we, Julian and Duffy as the two centre-halves. That's where, I, that's where I would be looking to go, and I think that's a formation that we've got to try and implement on uh, Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, against Sunday United to go into the Rangers game we've got to play the back four the back five on Wednesday night that we're going to play at Ibrox next Saturday we've got to that's, that's got to happen
2: no, I I would agree with that. And I think uh, Colin was spot on when he said it. Let's have a wee chat around the midfield area of the pitch where we're playing this diamond It seems to be working. Um, I asked you at half-time, Colin, if you were happy with the way that was uh, working for Celtic. What we've got there is a diamond and Scott Brown's not in it. Um, he's the man that leads you into battle. Uh, we spoke about his leadership qualities in the Scottish Cup final. We're now looking at a situation where if Colin's right and we play the team that's going to start against Rangers and we play that team on Wednesday night, is Scott Brown part of it?
4: I mean, I say that he would need to be. I don't know what you think, Kev, because if you're going to play him, at least get that partnership with Sorrow there, him and Sorrow together, because they've not played a game together. They need to at least get an understanding before you go into a game of this magnitude.
3: I understand that point, but then you're playing two sitting midfielders against Dundee United at home. I know, um, and right foro does it saw Foro. does like a way, uh, like a forward pass. That's how I got Foro there. Uh, he does like a forward pass, but you're still sitting with two sitting midfielders there. I don't think Brown's going to be fit. I really don't. I think I think this Scott Brown, the Scott Brown conundrum, is going to be taken out of Neil Lennon's hands. I don't think he'll be fit um, for the game against Rangers. Um, so Soro needs to, a diamond, I'm not 100% sure a diamond, I'm not a real tactics man, but I just think that's easily overrun, a diamond. Uh, I would rather see us play a four four one one. Um, and kind of match up that way with Fring pong on the right hand side or Ryan Christie on the right hand side with Chris Iyer at right back uh, and have that bit more defensive option with Sorrow and uh, McGregor as the two as the two pivots in a and a kind of 4411 mm. that's where I, that, that's where that's where I would see see, see that mm.
2: Is it possible? I mean, you're, you've mentioned there, hire at right back. Obviously, we need to wait and see if uh, Julien or Duffy are available. Hire it right back in front of them. Ryan Christie, the man you uh, love so much, Colin, uh, on the right-hand side, that gives you a lot of energy. On the left-hand side, I've seen it, commented on in here that uh, they would like to see Taylor at left back with Mikey Johnson in front of him, that would certainly give you a good balance, you've got the defensive qualities obviously of Ayer and Taylor and then you've got Christie, going back to what we said at the beginning of the game, Colin if he is focused on that and disciplined on that one area of the park I think he'll do well there, and then on the left hand side obviously with Mikey Johnson coming in, is that too much of a risk when you you look at the, the lack of game time that Mikey's had?
4: I don't think you'll start the game. Um, I, I just I, I don't see how you can play um, Griffiths, Eddie, Johnson, and Christie uh, because that's four players that would prefer to be on the front foot um, and to get them to try and come back when you're you're not going to have as much of the ball as what we had today. Uh, we'd, we still had what eighty odd percent possession. So if you were going forward when they cleared the ball up the park, It wasn't as if there was four or five players charging at our defence. They had Moyo up there and they had the boy Winter up there and that was really about it. So it was okay. the fact that the forwards weren't coming back so deep. But in the game against Rangers, they are going to come out and they are going to have a go at you. So there will be times when you've got to have a shape behind the ball to defend and then break on the counter. And if Christie's following the ball instead of staying in his position then he's going to drag all the other players out of position and leave the gaps in behind, and you can't afford that. So if Christie can be disciplined enough to stay in a position, then it'll work. But it just seems like a massive risk to take.
2: You know we've been talking most of the season about um, missing James Forrest on the right hand side and yeah we have missed him we absolutely have someone that creates that amount of goals and scores that many goals is going to be missed by any side but I now look on the left hand side and I think sometimes that's up for grabs you know El spent some time playing out there he seems out the picture now on the bench Mikey Johnson's coming back in with his start out left Laxalt I think could occupy that area of the park but he's dropped onto the bench are, are there still a few jer- is Kevin up for grabs for the the game against Rangers on the second? Do you reckon?
3: I think it all depends on what Neil plans to, plans to do and the coaching staff plan to do to combat eh, a system that they haven't got the better off the last couple of times they faced it. Eh? So there could be a, a there could be an utter wild card eh, that Neil sometimes and the coaching staff do play. I, I had to laugh at Colin there saying when he mentioned all the attacking players. I, I've been I've seen Neil Lennon throw how many attacking players on a field before and play a 4-2-4 and try to get away with it in big games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen them go to Ibrox and win 2-0 with a, a team that was set up to counter-attack. The lack of crowd's going to be interesting to see how Rangers approach the game. It's going to be really interesting because a, a, a draw can will do them. They, they, they don't need to push for the win. They don't need to push for the win, so it would be interesting to see if the life gets absolutely drained from the game if there's no crowd. And even if we get on top, there's no there's no fifty thousand Rangers fans there berating them to try to get them up the up the park as well. They can they can treat it as a training game, which virtually a lot of these games are. Done the Dundee United games, I think there is a couple of jerseys up for grabs. Paul, going back to your question, mm. and, uh, I like I like to roll. Um, Moy played on that left hand side when we played the four four one one. I think he put in a shift as a right a left hand sided midfielder. Uh, so. He he could pro- he could probably do that there. Um, I think Christie adds legs to the right hand right hand side if that's the way that we want to go. If we mm. want to go with if we want to go with energy and work, workman like and a team that can be organised, you, you can have a look at the team that played against Lille, which was a four four. Four four one one formation, and basically we got a shift to everybody that night. And Lennon might go back to Lennon might actually go back to that. It might he might just want a shift out of his team rather than uh, going for
4: Flair. It's just going back to a point that you made on Scott Brown when I was saying about him uh, playing alongside Sorrow If he isn't fit, and we have him and Duffy on the bench today, then that is just terrible squad management from Neil Lennon if they two are both not fit to come on when we could have needed them at any point today, then that's terrible. There should have been guys in there that could have been on to give us a performance instead of guys just sitting there on the bench to make up the numbers. There's guys like Henderson, there's guys like Welsh um, that you could have turned to instead of just looking for um, players that are only 50% fit.
3: But But again, I think that's got a lot to do with the mentality Scott Brown brings to the side. Hmm.
2: What'd you you know when, well uh, the question has been raised in relation to Henderson and Welsh coming in fleetingly, disappearing from the squad um, and then we're in a situation Colin where you actually need them and we've been in that situation with Welsh this season um, and when you need a player you would hope that they've got more than one game against Hamlet on under their, their uh, belt and that was the situation we were in so yeah that's really poor squad management but taking Kevin's point I think Bruni and the way that we deal with Scott Brown how we manage him is that yeah he doesn't start the majority of the games but to have him there Kevin as part almost as that you know Neil Lennon's coaching team if you like because we've been critical of them as well Um, and to have that kind of uniform that unified kind of um, outlook between Lenny and Brown in the changing room leading up to the game he is mad he's massive for for that but yeah I, I think we're now of the realisation that he is um, being diminished his performances his appearances will be diminished between now and the end of the season you're talking earlier about a, a wild card Kevin I think if someone's been rested for most of the games leading up between the Scottish Cup final and the, the Rangers game and then they appear that's a big risk, even for Scott Brown, to throw him in. Uh, but Francie is mentioning, you know, targeting Tavernier's lack of defensive ability. Uh, you're not the only one who is looking at that, Francie, because Gigi is looking at Diego, who could possibly cancel out Tavernier. Lots of options for Celtic. Uh, like Salts obviously faced Rangers previously. Mikey Johnston. Um, I, I, just think if there's going to be a wild card, Kev, it could well be Mikey Johnston on, you know, on the 2nd of January.
3: It could well be Lennon's done that before he played Mikey Johnson as a, a centre forward did um, mm-hmm. and in a game against Rangers, I wouldn't rule out anything with we your coaching staff and Neil Lennon because I've seen I've seen enough of Neil Lennon to know that sometimes he's thinking doesn't he follow what we would actually deem to be logical. Um, there, there could be an absolute wild card, and also I mean we're, we're, we're writing off this Dundee United game. Dundee United can come. I think they I think they got beat today actually Dundee United, but they're a very Dundee United are very robust five uh, side. They play a three five two. They're going to come into Celtic Park and sit in as well. And again, we could have another day like the day where we create loads of chances, then take them. Hopefully, get an early goal. But I'm looking forward to the game on Wednesday night. Now I'm not looking forward. We're Shown small shoots of a revival, small building blocks, but we've still got a long, long way to go
2: yeah and there's been a lot of people disappointed Kevin with the fact that we haven't seen your mustard beanie hat since the last time you were slated and berated for wearing it but I've got to say Ailey Barber's wearing a very similar hat today on the telly although hers is black so you know some people do think that you are a fashion icon um but what I will say is we will be back tomorrow we'll be back tomorrow at 12.30 believe it or not because there's a wee special action bulletin that I'm putting together in relation to everything that we've done this year so it will only be myself but um there will be other videos to take your attention away from my chat all that's left for me to say until next time is thank you Kevin Graham and Colin Watt for joining us on a Celtic statement.
3: See See you later lads, thanks